and welcome. You are listening to the Live Lama podcast. I'm Gunjan. I'm Rajiv. And today we will talk about something really interesting. And since our Rajiv Modest Nanda is in US and he's been there for quite some time, Rajiv, the preamble body states the self-evident rights of every individual as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yet. they are not even in top 10 countries when you talk about happiness index <laughs> oh interesting it is oh, quite interesting uh, and i was really taken aback okay that's something like even uk i think even uh, one time myanmar or bhutan was even higher than so actually this is interesting because you know this pursuit i come to pursuit of happiness and my opinion on it but uh, just couple of days ago i was reading a news article that in the us at least the, you know i live in bahia so you know local news uh, they mentioned that the amount of antidepressant and some of these you know the anxiety anti anxiety drugs and all that they have been so overprescribed that they have started finding the traces of those drugs in water supply so what that means is that a country that has or that claims that pursuit of happiness is a fundamental right is so screwed up you know so <laughs> that you know that uh, people are unable to find happiness so it, very yeah very interesting topic let's talk about it and it's such a cosmopolitan land of immigrants you know vibrant yeah, promised land promised land promised land land of dreams and uh, still if uh, again do people run for happiness it's their right it should come to them how do we see happiness or how do we feel happiness i don't know maybe i have had this discussion earlier but i always have found the statement pursuit of happiness i i don't agree to that statement you know that's that's the way i would put it because what that means is that the happiness is something that you have to chase and you have to go and grab it now my opinion on happiness or any other emotion you know like do you is there a pursuit of fear or pursuit of anger pursuit of love no so you know, these are human emotions so emotion. why single out happiness and happiness would be a state of mind that is a resultant of many things and that is not like the absence of hatred or absence of pain or absence of happiness is a state of mind that you should or you would achieve based on things that you individually you know not each each one of us aspire to be so so that's why i think you know the the way the way people misinterpret it is maybe maybe the, the statement is right maybe the interpretation is wrong because what people assume by saying that pursuit of happiness means you know like they talk about american dream you know you have a house you have a car and you have a good job and this but but those are external things you know if if that were true then us should be in the top 10 or top 5 of on the world top. happiness index yeah or yeah, the, the top yeah at the top yes yeah and as you talk about a state of mind rajiv i just want to share a story and again it's Twenty uh, years ago, a friend of mine and I who you are aging yourself when you said twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I am getting wiser and uh, doing it gracefully. So, 
no problem with that. But yeah, quite some time ago when we were out of college, my friend and I who wanted to start this uh, forum, Youth for Youth, Youth for Society, both of us wanted to move out of house, move out of our uh, hometown. We wanted to go to Delhi, explore places there, uh, look what we can do and how we can get into a course and then into a job. A pursuit of we, happiness. <laughs> pursuit of happiness. And we just yeah. wanted to leave our house and drift away. Yeah, explore. And, you know, in, yeah, and, not drift away. I would say you wanted to explore the world. We wanted to drift, drift away, away from our families. Yeah. Yes, we wanted yeah, to go away yeah. from our families because yeah, yeah. somehow our thinking and our mentality was very much boxed. Like even going to a police station to write an FIR was looked as a crime. And you girls went to police stations. Like, come on, if we are eligible to get married, we are eligible to go to police station and write an FIR. Different story altogether. We'll come to yeah. that or uh, some other. Maybe some other podcast. Yeah. Some other podcast. But <laughs> um, both of us wanted to go and, uh, you know, girls going out moms they'll have high bp they'll not eat they'll be under different emotional emotional melodrama all time and then a friend of ours he's with um, indian uh, air force and he said that uh, you know what your happiness is always in your hand even if you give a dream of yours to someone oh that's a very beautiful statement and both of us were like okay, whatever we wanted to do in Delhi, we can do here as well. Let's explore. And yeah. we just stayed back. We left once we got married. Of course, both of us left. And uh, yes, yeah. again, that emotional drama, whatever happened, happened. <laughs> Not that our parents sent us happily. They were crying and everything. Uh, just, just wanted to uh, ponder on this uh, point that how how is it always in our hand? And how do we get into that kind of uh, state of mind? Or, or I think the main question we should ponder out and discuss is that is happiness something to be pursued or is the happiness something that is a state of mind that you know you experience? And so the other thing that I think people mistake is that you know it is not a constant being or constant state of being. People assume that once you're happy, you're like, always happy you're euphoric you know like i'm the best i'm the happiest and all that but that's you know that's irrational uh, thinking and that's why that's why maybe you know i'm not able to pinpoint exactly the problem i have with the statement pursuit of happiness is that happiness is something that you can be right now in this moment nobody is uh, and maybe you know the, the the statement you made that your friend said you know very wonderful you know beautiful statement that it's in your hand you know you can choose to be happy right now and you can choose to be miserable so, we, so for example so let you know let me take this interesting example you know this came to my mind let's say you know, i'm very fond of sweet things right so, so so i have a sweet tooth somebody offers me let's say you know a, a gulab or no gulab or whatever you know some good or cake i want it and I, you know, that will make me happy. But the moment I ate, ate it, then that also makes me kind of, you know, sad because now I have to figure out how to lose weight, right? So, so, so the question becomes: Do you want to be happy or do not want to be happy? It's the same thing, the same object, and that is a paradoxical state, you know, thinking that or or statement. I would say that pursuit of happiness versus being happy. Coming to 
desserts and everything, Rajiv. I mean, that will make anyone happy. And this was uh, one of the chocolate industry's tagline as well, that yeah. means happiness. So people yes. can pack happiness and sell what else yeah. is left. Yeah, for 10 rupees each. For 10 rupees each. <laughs> Gone are the days when you get those chocolates. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, whatever rupees yeah, or, you know, or dollars. So, so it has, I think, you know, I think this is where our misunderstanding of happiness is that we attach happiness or the symbol of happiness on external things. So I, so for example, I remember, you know, when, you know, when I was like, we were growing up. So, you know, you're ambitious, you want, you know, you think, hey, you know, once I have a car, I'll be happy. So you, you, you get the car and suddenly you, you see every, every second person driving another car, right? Suddenly you say, you know, maybe I want a better car. I want a Mercedes Benz. Then you go and buy a Mercedes Benz and suddenly, you know, realize everybody around you is driving a Mercedes Benz. So, so the, the, the yardstick of what makes you happy keeps changing the moment you hit a particular kind of a milestone of that happiness. So, you know, you want a bigger house or you want a, you know, this thing or whatever, you know, this is people find happiness or my child goes to, you know, XYZ college or, you know, does this or earns so much. So, so I think the, the main problem that, uh, is that the you know and going back to the statement of pursuit of happiness is that we are taught or we are encouraged to go and pursue something outside of ourselves that will make you happy, which I think is the wrong way to go after it. Nothing externally can make you happy. It can it can bring you comfort. It can bring you joy, you know, a, a momentarily joy, or it it can still you know it it can still bring you happiness in terms of that you enjoy that thing. Coming to happiness, joy, internal things, uh, Raji, what I think more important is being peaceful. Yes. Having that peace inside. If that comes, Rounding. that comes, then everything is sorted. Happiness doesn't mean you are uh, giggling all the time, jumping on uh, uh, all the time. Happiness really doesn't mean that. Happiness can be sitting at a couch, and just doing nothing at times, connecting with yourself, that can so, bring happiness too. So, so when you say peace, you know, being at peace or peaceful, describe that a little more. Because are you saying content and satisfied by what you are, where you are, and things around you? Because I have a different opinion on that. But that's let's you know, let's dig into that. So when I talk about peace and if you are contented with where you are, what you are doing, and if you come out of the stage of competition, comparison, judgment, that uh, at which most of us do that, both of us uh, got out of college at the same time today, this person is there, I'm here. And uh, if if you uh, can recall this uh, uh, amazing incident from book Rise as well, that uh, three mm. people came to you and then they said, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is what they wanted to do. And after five years, all three of them. Oh, yeah. That, I, yeah, that was an interesting experience. Yeah. Yes. So all of them were at uh, different places because they were not running after. I mean, this is just a uh, assumption. No, that actually, let, let me let me give you that story behind because, you know, I don't know if anybody so. Uh, you know, people who are listening just for them, benefit of their this thing that, you know, the book I wrote, Rise, is uh, 
a soft skills book, you know, uh, based on career management. And I give an example of three individuals. So when I moved from, you know, US to India back in 2001, so, you know, I with Intel and I was starting a team and I, these three individuals who were what you call as RCGs, recent college graduates, so all three fresh out of college, similar ambition, similar the thing they want to grow, they want to, you know, they have like, you know, a kind of a, a maestro in their mind, right? So yes, yes. by the parents the of society that, yeah, you know, uh, you know, the three years, two years, I want to be a manager, I want to be a director and this and all that. And I was there for like, in, you know, Intel India for almost like 12 years, 11 years. And, and I saw these three individuals grow so differently. And, uh, you know, uh, it was like one of the things that I think, you know, you have to experience and understand how each of us make decisions and the journey we take, assuming that we are pursuing our happiness. But sometimes you really find happiness and a lot of times you find either misery or you find mediocrity that you know you you are floating somewhere in the you know so but yeah i would you know uh, that's an interesting thing you brought so i you know that's interesting you read all my books i didn't know that <laughs> i thought that you only read the you know, one or two stories. No, I've read all the blogs and uh, all the books and almost everything. It's just that, um, you know, having signs of dementia now. However, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> I tend to remember Demen- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will find a cure to that dementia, yeah. No, I'm happy uh, being uh, forgetting things and, uh, you know, keeping them. As, it's it's not that bad of a thing. If you have a That's bad your pursuit of happiness. If, if you have a bad experience and if dementia is helping you to forget that, yeah, Why not? Good. Yeah, pursue that. <laughs> pursue, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, Rajiv, what does pursuit of happiness mean to you? I uh, Yes, we did talk about it and we did say that you have this problem with the word. The statement, pursuit. yeah, pursuit. Yeah, so, the, so for me, it is. it should not be a pursuit. You know, it should be a realization that are you happy or are you not happy? And then what makes you happy? And once you understand, I think the core philosophy about being happy or you know being in the state of happiness, then you will realize that there is nothing to pursue out there. Is so a... you know, and I want to differentiate between comforts and you know some of the things that you want we do because of our you know we want to maintain a social strata. We want to you know to, so there's a there's a term that I always use called healthy competition. A lot of people say that, hey, a lot of these people say, don't don't compare yourself to others. You know, everybody, and they're primarily saying that, hey, rather than looking up, you look down that you're better than so many people. You know, like the typically we are grown. taught that. Or you've grown. Look at yourself. Yeah. Don't look at anyone yeah. else. Look at yourself. Where were you 10 years ago? And where are and you? And where you are today. Yes. But, but the thing is that, you know, now having looked at that, what happens is people also look at what their peers have done in the same 10 years. And that's what makes them more miserable. Because, you know, like, so let, let's take an example. You know, two, two, two individuals from the same batch of elite university, like IIT, IIM, Harvard, or whatever, right? One goes off and becomes like a you know, serial entrepreneur and, you know, big name, you know, 
uh, has done two, three IPOs, and you know, like is is the like the uh, what you call as go-to person for GAM. The other person had a different life story, but you know, he's still working in nine to five job, and you know, he's still making good money. It's not that that person not making good money, but it's nowhere compared to the other person. So that if let's say you start comparing that way, then you will be miserable. The question is that, you know, the term healthy competition comes in or, you know, what I try to describe is that, yes, you should compare, but don't get attached to that comparison. You have to look at, let's say, two people or uh, you started on the same, uh, you know, journey and one finishes first, the other person finishes last, but, you know, look at the journey that you have experienced and have you become better and better compared to what you were, like you said, you know, earlier, rather than what the other person, you know, is or were. So you're trying so to... So that's, I think, you know, in, in summary, why I have the problem with pursuit versus understanding and being or realizing the state or, or being in state of happiness. So Rajiv, just uh, again, as we say, we are social animals and all. Is happiness a solitary pursuit or is it collective well-being? I'll be really unhappy if a person next to me is suffering or there's any problem going on there. So, no, but why? You see, my question is why? So, somebody else is suffering or somebody else is successful, somebody else is joyful or tearful. Why would you be impacted by that? That's my fundamental question. And this reminds me of, uh, yes, we keep coming back to Rajiv Modest Nanda books and stories. Uh, Rajiv, if you remember, I mean, of course you remember, uh, Snowstorm, where oh. uh, this girl was uh, waiting at the airport and there was a small talk going on. Can you just give a little story or a story behind this story, how the story came to your mind? Again, don't, no spoilers. I really don't want our listeners uh, to, you know, yeah, so most of the, yeah, I, I would say that almost all of the stories in that book, uh, other than maybe one, had some backstory. And that was either my observation or the thought triggered by somebody, some, you know, made a comment. So this particular story, from what I remember, is that, you know, we were like, you know, weekend friend, you know, we meet your friends on the weekend and all that. And we were, you know, having some discussion over you know, some drinks and all that. And uh, uh, somebody made this comment about, you know, the the journey of marriage. And uh, in terms of uh, somehow the frustration or anger of that person came out when, you know, um, when the person said that, how do you reconcile the fact that I am growing faster than my spouse is? in you know maturity or you know mental you know, I, I don't remember the exact words but the it was key, like you know i am growing faster than the other person not materialistically but more you know uh, maturity uh, what you call as maturity and um, uh, how do you you know reconcile that and how do you, you know, come to peace with the fact that you know, you still are married. You know, still you still love. You know, and the and the and the interesting thing was why it was very interesting for me was that 
um, the the couple had a you know love marriage you know an indian couple love marriage you know back in whatever you know 10 20 years ago and they were passionately in love with each other and they had like uh, typical you know the drama about you know arrange versus love marriage and all that so so it was very interesting coming from that person and uh, so that that was the seed of that uh, story in terms of the reconciliation of the fact that uh, even in marriage you know or even you know, forget about marriage you know two true brothers sisters siblings they go at a different pace you know how do you reconcile that so what, should you be happy for the other person versus being sad that you are not where the other person is we have given it a name of sacrifice if i can put it like that and rajiv i want to bring a point here why do we need this reconciliation that's one point and cannot can it be like two person are growing in a different direction why do we have to look at the pace where this person is growing and why do we really need a reconciliation if two person are growing in actually a different direction like one is really good at it another one is really good at uh, politics or something like that why do we really need that reconciliation and how reconciling things will make a couple happy <laughs> you know very good question but you know the question is that you know how you how do you define the relationship then you know so the relation because the expectation and this is you know this goes back to some of the foundations of you know the lies that we tell ourselves right so when we say that a happy marriage versus happy relationship versus you know so so what happens is that you know a lot of these things get tied to the word happy and happiness happy marriages that you you know you love each other and you you know you're gung ho about each other all the time and you're like you know you don't want to spend time with anybody you can be you know in a cocoon for 50 years and you'll be still happy you know uh, from my perspective that's all bs you know because happiness is not about you know the uh, the um the, the superfluous if you really that you know if the two individuals are really so much in love with each other that they cannot spend one second away from each other god bless them i would say good you know then you should work from home all the time be there and be happy but the reality is not that so so what, what my you know the uh, i would say um, whatever so essentially my problem with this thing is that we are looking at happiness as one singular emotion of a human being and saying that you have to go after it like you have to go after a particular goal in life happiness is not a goal we need we need to teach our kids to find happiness in what they do day in day out even if let's say you are sitting and having a you know, piece of ice cream and watching tv that's happiness so then if you happen. are yeah, yeah then 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 don't be worried about weight gain or anything you know you you find your happiness you go to the gym you know you find happiness in there because you are going to the gym because you want to work out not because you want to lose weight you want to and you feel the energy you want to build your energy or you want to build your you know whatever the so thing is that yeah a lot of experts also say that if you're feeling low on emotions or low on energy in anything 
just pack everything go out for a walk 30 minutes of whatever what is whatever you know whatever tickles your bone you know if you do, you know you want to binge watch a, you know uh, something on youtube or netflix or whatever that's fine too see what my my thing is that happiness is found by each individual each one of us by understanding ourselves what makes me happy not by comparing you to others not by comparing with these you know uh, commercial and superfluous uh, benchmarks that everybody you know the publishes in terms of achievements and this and that yes all that will be good but do you really want to be that is the question that also depends on your emotional intelligence we are emotionally not that intelligent is how i can put this we are really worried of saying no to other person that other person will be not happy about uh, if i'll say no to him or her or if i'll not do this and the other day my uh, husband and my son were talking to each other and they were talking about subjects and all my son was point blank papa i don't want to do this and i was telling him that i'm very proud of myself that i have raised emotionally strong kid that he can say no to his dad coming from yeah. india rajit can you imagine saying no to your dad at first thing ट emotional intelligence i want to do something because that will make my mom happy i want to do something because that will make my kid happy but that's not emotional intelligence that's simply you know that you are more considerate of others emotion that's emotional intelligence is you know something different emotional intelligence is that you yourself you know have key things about empathy and all that you know so, but trying to appease other person is not emotional intelligence i would not say that and that and that's you see so this is where why i think key concern is about all these you know terms and everything that we use like you know pursuit of happiness or you know or achievements or being good or being you know you know kind very yeah, anything you know pick anything you know so i had a colleague you know and uh, this person assumed that anybody who smokes and drinks is the worst evil on this place of earth and this person you know, a very good friend of mine and could not believe that you know you know i i i drink i enjoy my drinks and you know i used to smoke you know and once in a while i i still enjoy my cigar but but the thing is that you cannot have these definitions based on some of these external things that that's the key thing things will make you like your son made you happy and proud is something that is internal to you while the same activities the same thing if somebody else son would have done the mother or the father may have been pissed off and you know they may have disowned them you know so so i have also seen you know parents behave in a very ridiculous way you know and uh, so that's what i'm you know talking about that you know the the pursuit versus being happy yeah i was 
happy about myself that uh, I have raised a strong kid, uh, mentally strong, if I cannot say that emotionally strong, but mentally strong. Who can yeah, mentally strong is the right word. Yeah, yeah yes. but if yeah. he says no to me or if he gives feedback on my cooking, I'll be little... <laughs> then you will not be happy. not so happy not so happy <laughs> about it so yeah truth yes, hurts it hurts that is why so, that is situation. why we lie to ourselves yeah. more than we lie to anybody else same situation but uh different reaction with different people so yes i won't be that happy if i get that feedback that you know i woke up so early and i did all <laughs> this for you and just to listen that <laughs> was uh, something that I will not like, like but then yeah. again you know if uh, it is it is like that can't, yeah. can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. Rajiv in, uh, in the interest of time and uh, this is quite an interesting topic we will be coming back yeah. just don't want to be uh, repetitive and keeping and not both the audience <laughs> yes. And yes. we highly encourage our audience to log into thelailama.com post their questions tell us what makes them happy and any final thoughts from your end Rajiv well you know the it reminds me of a couplet I wrote you know many years ago you know it's in Hindi that khushiyon ke piche bhaagte ho par gam ka daman chhodte nahi beautiful which I think it summarizes my view on pursuit of happiness it is quite relatable Rajiv and everybody will be like yeah actually I'm like that and I all I want to say it the pursuit of happiness is not a destination to be reached but a state of being cultivated along the journey of self-discovery and yeah. embracing life's moment with gratitude yeah. and purpose thank yes. you thank you so much for listening thank you so much for your time Rajiv and do- thank you keep posting your thoughts and do visit our website we love to hear and we definitely call if you would like to randomly yeah yes we will pick yeah listeners and bring them on on to the podcast 